Hello again and welcome to the Pinstripe Alley podcast. Uh, we're on a road trip right now. Well, the Yankees are on a road trip right now. We're not. We're doing this from our computers. I mean, maybe one day our, you know, the higher ups at SB Nation Vox Media will pay for us to do like a live PASOP somewhere, but that day is not today. Maybe when we're in London next year, because Vox is totally paying for that, right? Oh, yeah, no, I, that's totally a thing that's happening. <laughs> and, you know, it's like we could partner with the Over the Monster crew, and, yeah. I mean, they're fine people. They're, you know, they oh, I'm sure they are, but they're also Red Sox fans. That's so. true, so they aren't, aren't <laughs> they're, really they're, fine people. They're terrible people. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, as long as they don't actually think of their team as, like, scrappy underdogs, I think I'm okay with them. Yeah, that's the thing, right? <laughs> apparently, apparently, highest payroll in the majors, you know, Yankee-ish Makes... with uh, Mookie Betts, Chris Sale, and all them. They're, you know, scrappy underdogs. Yeah, but, like, Dustin Pedroia is a hobbit with a beard, so, you know, He's... scrappy. He fits under tables. <laughs> <laughs> He's a scrappy underdog. I guess so. All right, you, you've proved He's, the Boston media dude. right. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I did it. Well done. He's still injured, right? I'm assuming so. Yeah, he's or, old. You know, old and he's hot. on his quest to deliver the ring to Mordor. One of the other. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, speaking... All right, well, let's just get right into it. We're, uh, we're opening this PASOP. Again, we like to open up with the bad and, you know, end with the good because it makes us feel good and hopefully it makes you feel good too, Pasapis. So let's just start with, like, injuries right now. And, well, we had a, we had a significant blow on uh, Tuesday with uh, Jordan Montgomery. He, I believe as of right now, he's going to be out six to eight weeks. I forget what the actual injury was. Fle- Death. Uh, arm flexor or something like that? Death. Death. Oh, okay. Well, he's dead. Well, he'll still be back to six and eight weeks, right? When they, you know, find the dragon yeah. <laughs> balls and resurrect him and all that stuff. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully, nobody destroys the super dragon balls between now and then. You know, I was just thinking too, like, how much easier would life be with sensu beans? Oh my god. <laughs> then I, then I actually would like, you know, play through the pain, do it, yeah, because I got a sensu bean that's gonna fix you. Exactly. Well, I mean, at least. He wasn't too terrible about it, like Montgomery. At least he no, did, yeah. you know, kind of say like, okay, you know, two days ago my arm started hurting, and now, you know, I thought it was going, but now it's feeling bad, so probably should take me out right. of this game. So yeah, no, I respect the crap out of that because, you know, he if he kept going, there's a chance he could have made it a lot worse than uh, what it was, which officially it's a left elbow strain. Yeah, and also like. The Yankees shut out the frickin' Astros yesterday, and if Montgomery's pitching with a dead arm, there's a chance that doesn't happen. Exactly. And, I mean, shout-out to um, the bullpen yesterday. We'll get into that later. Uh, but also, yeah, like you said, if he did not tell anybody and kept pitching, that could have been a lot worse. So kudos to him on that. And also, I mean, the positive sign is it's not Tommy. He does not need Tommy John surgery, so he's not out for the year. Yeah, but he should probably just go ahead and get it anyway right now. Oh, well, obviously, like everybody. You should always get Tommy John surgery. I mean, I'm still angry at Tanaka for not getting two Tommy John surgeries, which he obviously needed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about getting it myself. Why not? Tommy John for I should, everybody. Right? Should have got Tommy John surgery. You know what? I got it. 
I mean, one day at the SUP, we will offer uh, complimentary Tommy John surgery to any listener who, you know, feels like they need it. Yes, Greg will offer complimentary Tommy John surgery. <laughs> I can't promise, you know, I'll promise that I, uh, I can't promise that I won't perform the Tommy John surgery myself, but... You know. Let's just clarify something. When, when by complimentary, we don't mean it'll be free. We'll just praise it. Oh well, yeah. We'll be very complimentary of your choice to get Tommy John surgery. We'll applaud. We'll we we might even write a blog post about it. All right. I we might won't. even pasop about it. Yes, we definitely won't write a po- blog post about it. We'll just say that no, right now. I won't. I'd like to say a fan post, but I don't even know if I'd fan shot it to be quite honest. I might let you tweet something about it. Oh, you're just saying that because I run the, you know, Twitter account most nights. That, and you also have your own actual Twitter. I don't do either, so I can't tweet about it. Right. All right. Val- <laughs> valid points. We're, we're, we're already progressing pretty uh, well on this so far. Yeah. But yeah, so Montgomery's out probably about two months, it looks like. Um, I think Domingo Herman will be, well, he's already been announced, I think, as the starter for Sunday or Wait, on Domingo. Which is, you know, wonderful, really. It's so good. <laughs> no, it's, I it, mean, he earned his spot, though. I mean, he pitched, he came in in a tough situation against, honestly, one of the best offenses in the majors, and he shut them down. Yeah, I mean, he pitched four scoreless innings against the freaking Astros. Yeah, you really can't ask for much more than that, so... I feel like he's earned a chance to, you know, continue in the fifth starter role until whoever, again, like, I don't even know if there are any other better options. Right, and so I think the other option would have been Luis Sessa, but he's still dead from that time he died, and Domingo Herman has a lot more upside than Luis Sessa does, mainly because... He's starting off by not being Luis Sessa, which is automatically a positive. Yes, I mean... Let's let's just be clear. A healthy Luis Sessa is still not a very good option. So no. <laughs> an unhealthy one is possibly the worst option. Yeah, and then I know, like you know, over the off season, Brian Cashman had mentioned that you know when they when the time comes for them to need like some rotation help or a spot start or like somebody to take a rotation spot, Chance Adams would be the first man to get the chance. <laughs> but he sucks butts right now. Yeah, he he's not. He is not doing well at all. I mean, their their other best option might actually be uh, Justice uh, Sheffield, who has right. been pitching pretty well in. Uh, but he's again pitching pretty well in Double A Trenton. So yeah. he he hasn't even faced Triple uh, A pitching yet. So who knows if they would, you know, have him skip uh, Scranton altogether and just head on up. But yeah, and I don't know if, like, you know, that's the right move. Obviously, if the Yankees did it, I would believe in them to have made the right decision. But I don't think, you know, if it's just my opinion based off of, you know, my extensive baseball knowledge, because I'm the biggest genius ever when it comes to baseball. That's why you're That's why you're a co-host. That's why I'm the co-host of the Basop. Exactly. But, yeah, they probably shouldn't skip him just for the sake of skipping him. I say, you know, you roll with Domingo Armand for right now. They also did get David Hale back. I think whatever Cole, LJ Cole, RJ Cole, AJ, AJ Cole. Cole. Yes. AJ. I knew there was a J Cole. I just <laughs> didn't remember which which letter came before that. R- rumor has it he's the better Cole. He's not as good as J Cole, but we do have AJ Cole. I like uh, RC Cole. Do you? 
I don't know if I've ever, actually I haven't had it in probably like a decade. I, I would say I don't even know if they still make RC Cola. And by RC Cola we mean RC Cola, of course. That that's the joke, people. That is. <laughs> it's always good when you have to explain the joke. It sure is. That's the number one rule in comedy: explain your humor. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah. Because so, if people get it, that's just weird. But yeah. So honestly, like at this point, uh, Domingo Herman is their best option until. They feel Justice Sheffield is ready. Oh my god, why is Austin Romine in this game? Uh, I think Gary is DHing. Why? They're giving him a day, I think. He just had a day! It's a long road trip! (sighs) Austin Romine! Maybe he hits uh, Dallas Keikelwell. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton just hit Dallas Keikelwell because he socked a uh, two-run oppo-dong into... You know, into the outfield, over the fence, you know, where home runs go. Uh, fair enough. I, oh, this might be, you know, a chance to give uh, Brett Gardner a day off because I don't think he's playing. Well, he was, uh, yeah, no, he's he's out for the day. And, yeah, like, I mean, Brett Gardner, sadly, has not been playing that well. He has not had a good road trip at all. Except for no. His, except for his uh, timely hit on the other day. But, um, yeah, he has really not had the best of road trips, so... And he was supposed to get that one day off, and then he had to come into the game. So, yeah, I guess it could just be a scheduled day off for him. Yeah, and then that's just how he's making it work. It's just, I get frightened whenever I see Austin Romine in the lineup. So I had to, I don't even remember what we were talking about at this point. Oh, RC Cola. It's owned by Snapple now, or maybe it always has been. But I found that out. I think RC Cola came before Snapple, so. Well, they, they, they own it. Well, good for Snapple. Well, RC Cola was developed in 1905. Jeez. So it's been around that long. It, it has seen some time. It has seen some time. Oh, my God. Well, sorry, uh, just breaking Pasop news. That actually has nothing to do with the Yankees. Apparently, there's a hyper-extended right elbow for uh, Jacob deGrom for the Mets. So, yeah, the Mets are probably starting to Mets. Like, they're in... They're in prime Metzing territory where I think the injuries are going to start coming and their depth or no depth is going to come back and haunt them. They'll always have that 11-1 start. That's true. It was a pretty good start. Yeah. And then they went back to Metzing and the world was right again. Yeah. But the Braves are doing well. Like, their, their offense filled with, like, rookies and stuff is surprisingly... Uh, well, well, yeah, I mean, you got Acuna and Albies just leading the way. I'm here for it. Yeah, good for them. I mean, screw their baby stupid barbs. shop, but, you know. Yeah. I hate but that ba- thing so much. But Baby Barves. Yes. <laughs> I hope they call them that. I'm calling them that. I know. I hope Talking Chop does, too. I hope so. They probably don't. But, all right, back <laughs> back to the Yankees. We're a Yankee podcast, and we shouldn't be Are talking we... about the Mets or the blog the blog, the barbs. <laughs> we should not be talking about the blog, Ben. This is a podcast, <laughs> I will have you know. That's right. We keep it separate. <laughs> but no, but uh, so yeah, pitching-wise, Mont- Montgomery's uh, dead. Um, we got an update on uh, Brandon Drury. He's, he's still dead, kind of. Yeah, so he's been rehabbing in Scranton with the, the Rail Riders, and... Uh, the other day, he had, like, three errors in a game, which Good. 
was essentially what kind of started this whole thing was when he like just wasn't able to throw to first base. So we're, people were like, what the hell is going on with you? And then AAA manager Bobby Mitchell the other day was just like, yeah, I don't think he's 100% healthy yet, which is kind of scary. But also kind of beneficial because, again, and uh, and Duhar is just, was just hitting all the doubles. Just hitting all the doubles, so really can't send him down right now. Yeah, I don't... I Maybe this is just me being op- cautiously optimistic, but I would hope... Miguel Andujar wasn't the casualty for Brandon Drury coming back because, yeah, I know the plan was when they got him to have Brandon Drury be the third baseman and let Andujar, you know, do his thing in AAA, but, you know, Andujar's up and he's doing his thing in the majors. And Brandon Drury was always, you know, start for now and then, you know, he could be a good piece off the bench. And that's kind of where I'm hoping he just ends up right now. Yeah, I mean, there's also the... Ron Torres thing, and I, I think we have, I think a lot of people have differing opinions on Torres. Like, he's, I mean, bottom line is, I think Torres is a very good utility person, but like, I, I definitely don't want to see him play regularly. So if they're, if they're gonna, can they? I don't even think they can send Torres down. They'd have to DFA. I, I think he has, I think he has options actually. Oh, okay. But, I, mean, I think Torres, Drury, besides like the obvious ones, like you know, like obviously Andujar, Torres, yeah, they're not Judge, going, I mean, they all have options, but they're not going down. Yeah, but. Torres is especially not going anywhere. We'll get to Glaber later, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, so yeah, Torres has options. It's just, I mean, he, Torres has done everything you ask of him, so it would be very hard for the Yankees to justify sending him down. But at the same time, he is also Ronald Torres, so. Yeah, so I do think like he's a very polarized figure in Yankee fandom right now, I think, because he's not that good. People love him because, you know, he's fun to root for, and you know, he does do his job well to, you know, back up everybody. I don't think he's, like, a great utility player, like, the greatest of all time or anything like that. I'm not saying that you were saying that, but just throwing that out there. But I think he's fine for what he does, and, you know... It does. He does bring something that a lot of players can't, which is you know consistency with inconsistent playing time. That I mean, that's I think it's I think that right there is just an underrated strength because there are a no, lot it of, absolutely is. There are a lot of players who can't do that. I mean, you know, people just can't come off the bench and honestly do what Torres does. The question is like, is that a worthwhile commodity to keep over like, oh, I wouldn't say a seasoned player like Brandon Drury but just you know I think right now it doesn't help the whole matter is like Neil Walker is not playing well at all so you know if you sent down Torres but kept up Walker it's like uh it just it doesn't look good right now because again one is doing well and the other is not so right yeah and yeah I mean I do think that it's definitely a it's good. It's a great trait to have because, you know, how many times have we said, oh, you know, he hasn't played in a few days. Give him a couple days to, you know, get his timing back, get this back, get whatever, but get shake off the rust. We've said that so many times at this point. So there is definitely some sort of – there is something to that. And But I do think, like, you know, if you have to make the choice between Brandon Drury and Ronald Torres, you go with Drury every time. Yeah. But – you brought up Walker, and I don't think the question was ever about 
Brandon Drury or Ronald Torres or anything like that. I think the question was just, are we ready to cut ties with Neil Walker because he's done nothing? Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, you can't – like, looking at what Neil Walker has done thus far, it's not an inspiring look. But, I mean, you look at his career, and Neil Walker is pretty good, especially for the price we got him for. Yeah. I mean, he has been, like, trending down the last couple of years, but it's he's still, like, a solid major league player. Well, except for this year. He had been, but this year it's just been especially bad. I mean, like, if we – I think if we cut – Neil Walker, there are other teams out there who would pick him up. Although, I agree with that. Although, when you hey, think maybe about Maybe the Dodgers it, would. Oh, right now, maybe. Ooh, the <laughs> Dodgers are, uh, I mean, Seager out for the year. That's a huge blow. Seager's out for the year. They're still, they still don't have Turner back. And they bench Cody Bellinger for not hustling because... Oh, God. <laughs> it's so stupid. God. <laughs> I mean, you're struggling to do this, and you bench, like, your rookie of the year, best, almost best player? Like, what's wrong with you? He didn't hustle on a... I think it was also on, like, a play that he still hit a double? Yeah. Or something like that? It's like, but he could have had a triple. I'm like, yeah. Could he have? But it's like, again, my, again, my favorite thing about Robinson Cano, who I'm pretty sure we've brought up every time we have pasopped, pasopped. <laughs> is that... He didn't hustle, but he never got injured. He never, you know, strained his hamstring going down the line. And let's face it, there are a lot of hamstring injuries, you know, coming about lately. So I'm 100% fine with, you know, not busting it out of the box. Like, I don't care. Stay healthy. Yeah, and it'd be one thing if it was like he just didn't move at all or something. But he still got a freaking double on the play. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. Talk to him or something, but benching him really like I'm yeah gonna... that's like a that's like a conversation you have like hey man you know next time maybe if you if you, you could have maybe got to third base you know so be on the lookout for something like that not well i'm gonna punish you because har 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 exactly that's exactly what dave roberts said by the way i was there word for word har 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 uh-huh, uh-huh. direct quote all right all right back back to the yankees back to so, the yankees so drury's dead uh jacoby ellsbury very dead He's deader than dead. <laughs> it is amusing that I always forget he exists until there's another injury update, and it's not even like an injury update, like he's progressing. It's just somehow he has died more. Yes, now he is on the 60-day DL, so yep. that's a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At first I which thought... I mean, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, which I mean isn't really like anything crazy to think about considering he hasn't played at all yet, and that would be retroactive to when he last played, so... It, we're looking at what, like the end of May, I mean, which even theory. if he was, if which like yeah, even if he was like progressing with the amount of rehab time and whatever he would still need, he's not coming back before then anyway. But it's just funny that like, oh hey, yeah, sixty day I was like, oh, you're here, kinda. <laughs> like I essentially imagine like Cashman was going through the forty man to see where they can make room for David Hale. And he saw Jacoby Ellsbury. He was like, and like, I'm pretty sure he had to go like read it like three times. Like, who? Yeah, exactly. It's like, come on. They really have to find something to do with him besides being a baseball player. Again, special, special instructor him. Although, like we said in the last Wasop, do you really want him instructing players? But at this point, yes, 
I want him as yeah, fantasy I mean, players over being on the actual roster. Like, yeah, I know we were joking about that, but I mean, he was a talented player. He is a talented player. He's just no, no, dead you're right. You're right. Was Say, be honest <laughs> yeah. here. Was a talented player. Yeah. Ooh, nice hit. Glaber just got a hit off nice. of Dallas Keuchel. Nice. So the two people who have hit Dallas Keuchel are now Giancarlo Stanton and Glaber Torres. Sweet. I like these, you know, new Yankees who can hit Dallas Keuchel. Yeah. Well, apparently, like, Keuchel has not had a good year. But, I mean, usually that doesn't matter because Dallas Keuchel, um, it was, you know, shut us down. I mean, I, I think they said, like, uh, Giancarlo Stanton is the first Yankee to ever hit a home run off of Dallas Keuchel. So I'm like, cool. Which is not surprising at all. Oh, yeah. Jeff Quagliata <laughs> of at, uh, at Yes to Research. To Research. Yeah, I think I remember his name because Quagliata is just fantastic. It is. He's got a picture of a doggy in his his Twitter avatar, so he already wins. Does he? Yes. No, but yeah, so, I mean, I know Dallas Keuchel hadn't been uh, great this year, but I fully expected him to just completely shut down the Yankees just because it's what happens. Oh, God, what the crap was that, Hicks? <laughs> also, Glaber Torres is hitting in front of Aaron Hicks. Well, yeah, because Torres is batting ninth right now, so. Oh, right, Gardner's not playing today. Never mind. <laughs> I really forgot about that. Well, again, I thought, like, Iron Hicks was still, like, 6th or 7th. I'm like, wow, they moved Torres up. You're persopping. Never mind. You're persopping, so it's okay if, like, you're not fully 100% paying attention to the game, because I'm not. I have it on uh, game day right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to pay more attention to the pisop than uh, to the game than the pisop right now, because Judge is that bad. I thought you were about to say, I'm going to pay more attention to the pisop than the game. I was like, I wouldn't. And? <laughs> no. Oh, stupid Redick. I don't like him. What did he do? Caught uh, Judge Flyball and then doubled up Glaber Torres, who I guess ran thought it was going to be a hit. It was oh. bad. Well... I'm glad the I didn't Pisop gods were like, no, you're going back to the Pisop. Exactly. But <laughs> so yeah, they they need to find something to do with Jacoby Ellsbury. I mean, it it's very possible he'll injure himself out of playing this year. I mean, he's already recovering from the recovery of the recovery. So of the recovery of the recovery. So yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you just gotta just free up that roster spot. Like nobody's taking him. You're not getting rid of him. He has a no trade. Yeah. Just free up the roster spot. It's essentially what I keep telling, I don't know who, but just in my head, I keep telling myself that the Mets should really figure something out with David Wright as well. Like, I know he keeps trying to come back, but like, maybe don't make him try to come back anymore. I mean, I don't know if they can force him to stop, but I, at this point. Well, they can by like buying him out and not making, giving, not having him under contract. Yeah. But, you know. I don't know what they can do. Because, I mean, like, I don't blame him for, like, constantly just tr- trying and trying because, well, he's under contract and, you know, that's what he gets paid for. Right. But, you know, maybe figure something out with, like, some guy who was, like, the face of your franchise not too long ago. Yeah, very true. Anyway, back to the Yankees, though. Yes, back. All right, how about some good injury news, so to speak? So, Clint Frazier's off the DL, and he hit a home run in... Wednesday morning. Sorry, it was in the morning. For uh, Matt Farinchick told us it was because of uh, school kids, which is really cool that they do that. But um, yeah, yeah Glaber. I mean, um, Clint Frazier is off the DL, and he hit both a home run and a walk off single. 
Oh, nice. I didn't know about the walk-off. I saw the home run. That was fun. It's exciting to see Red Thunder back in action, especially considering, you know, concussion syndromes. And just reading what he was going through where he was like, you know, I was just always hazy. I couldn't really see properly. Um, I was forgetful. That's so scary. Like, you know, like concussions are scary, man. Yeah. The brain is a scary freaking thing. I know. Why Why did, uh, why is our, why are our heads not like made of like adamantium or something like that? It would make life a little bit easier, I think. I think so. Just, just a tad. But yeah, no, so it's good to see he's doing well. You know, yeah, he's off the DL. They optioned him to AAA, but you know, if the need arises, I'm sure it wouldn't take long for him to hop on a shuttle. Yeah, but I mean, again, what what do you do with that roster spot, so to speak? Right. That's why I said I think right now it's they don't have a need in the outfield. So no, I mean, although if Gardner, I mean, I will I won't say like if Gardner keeps playing the way he has because Gardner is always in spurts, you know. Yeah, he's a very streaky hitter. He's kind of as streaky as they come, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. So he's he'll be fine, I think. You know, he's Brett Gardner. But again, like if Frazier can come up and do well, who knows? It could be Gardner. We've talked about this last episode, but it could be Gardner's last year. Who knows? Right, but I don't think they're going to, like you know, cut ties with Gardner midseason. So it's not like they have a roster spot from Gardner to give. It would just be... A, "Quote unquote benching Gardner." Exactly. <laughs> so you got to figure out the roster spot. They're definitely not like cutting or de- like Brett Gardner. <laughs> Don't cut Gardner. But uh, all He's right, also but been on the Yankees for ten years, they're not cutting him. I know. I mean, they've kept him this long. I I don't yeah. think, you know, they could have traded him a long time ago, and everyone expected them to, but yeah. he, he stayed the course, and he's he's so Brett Gardnery. But but also, uh, Greg Bird will be starting his rehab soon. Yeah, which is exciting. But I mean, Tyler Austin has held his spot well, you know, except for the four days he was out via suspension, and we had to deal with Neil Walker not doing a whole lot of anything. He he, he had that like the one game was actually not too bad. I think the one that's the pro (laughs) the one game (laughs) the one and a half games out of four. Yeah, huzzah! Hey, he's batting three hundred then. One and a half out of four. <laughs> That's 300. Why not? That's how math works, yes. It's 375, so I'll have you know. So, boom. But, yeah, no, I mean, if Bird's on track, he could hopefully be back by the end of the month, maybe? Which is, yeah, I think I think they said he would need a couple weeks of rehab, so the mid to late May still holds steady because I think they said that he could start his rehab games within the week. Yeah, so, like, if he starts by, let's just say, Thursday or Friday, give him two weeks, and then, yeah, last week of May isn't that really, isn't really far out of the, uh, like, Memorial Day weekend isn't really out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I mean, I feel that if they get Bird back, then Neil Walker, at the way he's the way he's playing, is probably gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whether it be a trade, not like, you know, to get, like, prospects back, but see if maybe he could move some salary or just deuces, dude. Neil Walker's probably gone. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be numerous things. It's either going to be trade or uh, DFA'd, but I don't think he's yeah yeah I don't think he's long for this uh, for this team. Which is fine. He served. I won't even say he served his purpose. He really hasn't. No, he <laughs> <laughs> he was there. He was a thing. Future. <laughs> he happened. Future uh, sporical question. Neil Walker. Yeah. Or future. 
sporkle answer, I should say. Right. Like David Hale, who we should talk about, was like had uh was DFA'd by the Yankees, picked up for the Twins, pitched a game for the Twins, was DFA'd by the Twins, and re you know reacquired by the Yankees. So I kind of hope like he only plays for these two teams throughout the year, but just keeps <laughs> going back and forth. So it's not even like the Scranton shuttle; it's the Minnesota New York Express. <laughs> yes, the uh, on the highway to hail, as it were. Yes, I will Nailed be doing it. that the entire time he's on his team. Oh hell you! <laughs> Come hail or high water. Hey, that, that's the one I was waiting to use. I mean, I'm sure you know it, it'll probably be annoying for him to constantly have to shuffle back and forth. I've heard hail hath no fury like a pitcher scorned. Yay! Bravo! That I did it! Good. I did it! That was. <laughs> but speaking, we just talk about the bullpen, um, especially after like uh, Tuesday's gem. Like again, Herman came in, and but that bullpen shut out the Astros on Tuesday, and that's a combination of. Chad Green, Dellen Batances, uh, D-Rob, and Chapman. They are doing the job they're supposed to do. Yeah, like, of all those pitchers, especially, I w- I'll be honest, I love Dellen Batances. I love good Dellen a lot more than I like bad Dellen. You, but you I love sure? Dellen Batances. You sure about that? <laughs> I am I'm quite sure about that. Breaking news. And I was very worried about him facing the Astros. But, I mean, he's faced them two days and in especially, a row. And he's shut them down yeah like i mean monday's performance was much better than tuesday's but you know he the problem is when Dellen gets you know when there's a runner on base the you can see it too and they're clearly noticing this you know scouts and everything the runners are toying with him like they're just dancing around trying to mess with his I head mean, because it seems they, to as work. they should <laughs> yeah i mean and you can see it too like when Dellen has to you know pitch with runners on base you know, his movement changes, like, he was just throwing, like, way high and outside, but he figured it out, and he finally just started plowing, you know, 99-mile-per-hour fastballs straight down the middle and saying, all right, hit this if you can, and that's what he has to do. And then that yeah, one, so and then on, in uh, his that last, one break, oh, sorry. That's okay. And then that one breaking ball to get McCann was, that. that's the Dellen we just love watching. It's like, those pitches are beautiful to watch. They're so filthy. I just love watching that Dellen pitch, and honestly, except for that one bad game he had against—I forget who it was. Was it, I don't know if it was the Angels or whoever we faced before the Angels. The uh, the Tigers. He was really bad. Yeah. And then also against Minnesota, one of those days since then. But no, I mean, other than that, he's pitched pretty well, and it's what we need to see. I mean, like, I think we're at a point where we're. I don't know if we'll ever fully trust Dellen again, just because the bad side of Dellen, the you know the dark Dellen, bad Dellen is just not. It's painful to watch, and it's so untrustworthy just how, to just fall apart completely like that. But when he's on, he's just he's so good. Yeah, I mean we said it last week too, right? Like when he's on, he's one of the most unhittable pitchers in baseball. Yeah. Like it's not, I, that's not like an exaggeration at all. Like he is that filthy, I mean, that downright good. And then so what? In the last his last three games, he's pitched an inning each. So you know nine, he's got nine outs, and seven of them have been strikeouts. Like yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, that's that's the Dellen you want. Like you know he can't 
if you can't allow men, run, um, runners on base, then strike everyone out. Right, yeah, and I think we said that last week too. Like, if you have a problem with like runners getting on, oh my God, Giancarlo just hit another one. What? Giancarlo just homered again off of Dallas Keuchel. <laughs> All the dongs. Don Carlo is alive. <laughs> Sorry, folks, we we're quickly typing in. The... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Just so you know, we had to go to the Slack and let them know that we both yelled about Dons. Yes, as we are wanting to do. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) All right, back to uh, what were we talking about before the Dongs? Uh, Good dances. Oh, yes. Dylan being good again. I'm very happy to see him be good again because it's nice. Yes. I love... uh... Leo at Leo Kitty just tweeted. Apparently, the Yankees just needed a Giancarlo stand to score runs off Keuchel. <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah, maybe that's why they got him. If if that's all he does is just homer off of Dallas Keuchel, I don't care. That's all I want. Yeah, exactly. That's what Merge just tweeted. It's like if, the, if Giancarlo can hit the... Dallas Keuchel, he's worth his contract <laughs> right like, then and there. The rest of the Yankees can take care of. Every other pitcher, if he could take care of Dallas Keuchel single-handedly, done. Let's do it. Sold. But, I mean, people talk about trading uh, Dellen and stuff, and, you know, they might, you know, if they can get something for him, you know, but they should never, like, if they ever DFA'd him or whatever, there are plenty of teams that would absolutely pick him up. Yeah, and... Because, I mean, he has the ability, right? It's just kind of getting him right and teaching him. Or I don't even know if it's teaching him, but something to get him to get his command uh, right. There are a lot of teams that are that can do that. Like what the Astros are doing right now with any pitcher they they get. If Dallas, um, Dallas Keuchel, if Dylan Batances was just there for to, for them to grab, especially when they have like Ken Giles, who has like pretty, also pretty crappy command, but like. I mean, he, he, he missed, he hit, punched himself in the face, so. He has decent. At least he got that hit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm sure the Astros, who last year like won the World Series despite their bullpen, yeah, Carlos would Curry's love right. to have like Dylan Batances on their team. Exactly. And a lot of teams would. Exactly. I'm sure the Twins would take him. I'm sure <laughs> like the Blue Jays, the Red Sox. I'm sure they would all take him. God no, no. I know that's a scary thought. Don't do that. I know. Yeah, I. I don't want that at all. All right. But, I mean, I th- I liked what, uh, speaking of the bullpen, I liked what David Cohn said in uh, Wednesday's broadcast um, about, no, Tuesday's broadcast about David Robertson, you know, after that home run to, uh, what's his name, on the, um, oh, Smoke, on the Blue Jays. He joked with his, like, oh, I'll have to pitch a whole month of solid pitching to get my ERA down to a respectable level. And, well, he do- he's done that. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a, mall, a month straight of good D-Rob, or, you know, normal D-Rob. Yes, and, and more of that. it's been wonderful. I know, I know you're so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> I, I get, like, personally offended when anybody talks poorly about David Robertson. It's like you're hurting my soul. Because, you know, he's my soul. He is your soul, yes. He's my soul. <laughs> We're getting... Getting really uh, deep and personal on this pod, Pasop. That's what D-Rob does to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, and 
let's move on to the more the really happy topics. Like, let's start with Gary Sanchez. Um, yeah, he has um woken up. The Kraken has been unleashed. I must have watched his home run off of Ken Giles probably about 50 times. Like, especially this morning when like uh, Must See had their. Uh, I love the Must See ones because they have both the Michael K call and the John Sterling call. Mm-hmm. And I just love watching it. And I must say, him pimping his home runs is just a pleasure. Him just like slightly tossing the bat away. It's like nothing. There's nothing fancy about his bat tosses or his bat flips. It's literally just, it, I hit it, it's gone, don't need this anymore. Yeah, it's like, it's not like, you know, showboaty or anything like that. It's just, it just has a presence on its own. Yeah, ex- what he does after he. Yes. <laughs> it's just boom. Yep. I've done this. I mean, that's the beauty of it, too. Like, I thought it, maybe it was a sack fly when he first, but then he pimped the home run. I'm like, Oh, I think that's gone because he knows. Yeah, I I loved the camera angle of um whoever the hell their center fielder is and whoever was in center field that day, just like backing up, backing up. I was like, oh, is it gonna be caught? Is it gonna be caught? Oh, it's gone. It, it, bye. <laughs> yep. Maybe if the that hill... baseball go far. <laughs> I know. Maybe if the hill was still there, he could have jumped up. But I'm pretty sure that was like it hit off of the wall and yeah. it bounced in, it bounced down. So yeah, no, that was that was that ball was murdered. It was destroyed. Yes, and I, again, when Aaron Judge, like Rookie of the Year, almost MVP candidate Aaron Judge says, I'm sorry, not almost MVP candidate, almost MVP winner, uh, Aaron right. Judge says that Gary Sanchez is the best hitter on the team, maybe you should listen to him. Yeah, Gary good. Gary good. and We uh, are all Gary. Yes, Sir Didi good, you know, one... All right, let's just let's just get this out of this way right now. Neither Shaw or I will be picking Sir Didi Gregorius for the uh, Yankee of the Week because it's unfair. He's the and I actually wasn't going to. So neither was I. But, <laughs> but uh, I because you can't. He, he's clearly the best. He's clearly the Yankee of the Week. He's the Yankee of the Month because uh, Sir Didi Gregorius was awarded with the AL Player of the Month award. Yeah, it's his first. He got the his first career AL Player of the Week and Player of the Month award in the same week. Because Didi Gregorius is good, guys. Yeah, he's Just okay. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, he's all right. He 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 had to do a curtain call in an away stadium, <laughs> or he got a curtain call in an away stadium. Not he had to do one. You know, I feel yeah. like we don't talk, we didn't talk about that enough. How the Yankees swept the Los Angeles Angels of An- Anaheim in California. In the North America, on the planet Earth, in the Milky Way. I'm glad you threw in North America this time. See, you remember. I remembered, yes. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think of you. <laughs> I think of you, too. All right. We're, you know, we were thinking of each other. The sop hug. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I actually did extend my arms out. So did I. I don't know if you did or not. Only, only right my did. right arm. My left arm is leaning on the table right now. But yes, no. Okay, um, that's fair. I had both arms available, so I extended both. Good for you. Thank you. But, yeah, yeah. no, Sir Didi is incredible. The Yankees swept the Angels in Anaheim or L.A. or L.A. Naham, <laughs> and Didi Gregorius got a freaking curtain call there. Granted, like, the whole series, apparently, like, I'll admit I didn't watch a lot of it except the Sunday night game because, well, they were very late, <laughs> and I have a grandpa, but... <laughs> Yeah, apparently throughout the whole series, like, 
Yankee fans came out with the vengeance there, and they, they were very loud. But it's still amazing that like, he had a curtain call in, in the Milway Stadium. I know. I, I applaud. Uh, we'll just give a shout-out to Reverse Bananas or Caitlin Rogers for not going to any of the Anaheim games because last last year she went to the ones in Anaheim, and it, again, cost the Yankees first place in the AL East. So kudos to her. Yes, reverse bananas, reversed her decisions, and reversed the Yankees' fortune. Again, she's a hero. It all starts with reverse bananas. Yes. She's also still a monster because of reverse bananas. Sorry, Caitlin. Shaw's not forgiving you for that. I'm not. <laughs> but I can't get over it. Yeah, no, Sirdidi's incredible. I, I, Actually, I feel like, again, like, again, with the... Oh, I guess we should probably talk about the fact that the Yankees won nine games in a row. Oh, yeah, they did do that. And 10 of 11. Yeah. And, you know, knock on wood, if everything goes well today, 11 out of 12. But, you know, game's yeah. still young. Only bottom of the fourth right now. Yankees are up 3 to nothing. Luis Severino on the mound uh, with a 1-2 and two count on Guriel. And he strikes about swinging. The side is retired. Another 1-2-3 inning for Severino. We will go to the top of the fifth. Yankees up 3 to nothing. We could take over for the broadcast. I booth. think so. There's I mean, a... Ken Singleton's retiring at the end of the year. Michael K. sucks. <laughs> you should just on. do it. You, 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 Coney, and me. Sounds good. Yeah, that's right. Coney's not retiring. <laughs> no, Coney will be there. Yeah. And we, we want him there. Big... We want Singleton there, too. Oh, I love Ken Singleton. I'm still not prepared for a Yankee broadcast booth without Ken Singleton in it. He's been doing it for so long, for almost 20 years now. It's just, oh, I'm going to be sad. It's gonna it's gonna be a dark day. He needs a plaque in uh he absolutely needs a plaque in Center, uh Monument Park. Please and thank you. I just, you know, just looking at game day, the the Braves are beating the Mets four to nothing. It's already and most importantly, it's already the top of the eighth. And they're you know, they they start at seven, I imagine, so in there are two in the they're two hours and seven minutes in and they're in the top of the eighth. When I worked at MLBAM, that is what we call the dream scenario. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, it's also especially consi- uh, surprising considering Jacob deGrom died today. Yeah, bad. Uh, yeah, the Mets. Oof. We, we discussed that earlier, but yeah. I I always say, you know, the Mets' worst enemy are the Mets. It, yeah. That's that's who they have to overcome in order to succeed. They they need to You can overcome anything else, but you can't overcome Mets. Exactly. You need to, you know, demetsify yourself or something. Please. <laughs> I mean, don't. I don't really care. But I have friends. Oh no, that was like that was like them saying that, not oh, me. Oh, okay. I'm saying, I, I have really friends care. who are Mets fans, so you know, I I kinda want them to be happy. Like I have nothing I'm not like LTL. I have nothing against the Mets. They're just there. You know, I, yeah, I don't really root against them. You know, they're just there. It's just funny like in to 2015, me. 2015, I was rooting for them over the Royals because they're the New York team. You know. Yeah, I I was a little mad at the Mets because I'm petty. Well, you were and mad so, at the Mets for beating the Cubs because you wanted yes. the Cubs to win in 2015 <laughs> yeah. for the Back to the Future thing, like we yes. all did. I'm ex- I'm very petty when it comes to that, that kind of stuff, so I was like, okay with the Mets not winning because they didn't deserve it for taking happiness away from me, but at the same time, it still would have been better than the Royals winning, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't want either of them to win. I know. Any other year, I would be fine with the Mets winning, but just that year, I was very angry with them. I know. 
and they couldn't even. I tend to take my petty grudges in sports very seriously. By the way, I look. I still hate Armando Benitez. So. Yeah, I don't think that's a petty grudge like mine was. No, that's true. That's like it's a timely grudge. Like I still haven't gotten over it twenty years later. I every time I say like bunt uh, Benitez, and I mean every word of it. Exactly. But like yours is legitimate. Yeah. I should probably get over mine sometime soon. At least you, but I won't. At least you have the Frank Thomas quote at the end of the 2015 World Series, which is still like my favorite quote from that entire thing. It's like the Mets have nothing to hang their head over except they didn't play that well and they gave away this World <laughs> Series. <laughs> it's like wow. I remember our first when I first heard that. I wish I had the ability to re- rewind at the time. I was like, did I just hear it? It's like holy crap. I, re- I don't. I remember like hearing it, not processing it. Then I remember talking about it in the Slack and still not processing it properly. Because and then like it took me like a minute or two to be like, wait, what did he just say? Like, did he just call out the Mets at the end of the World <laughs> at, at the end of the World Series? He just flat out called out the Mets organization. Like, wow, big hurt. <laughs> big hurt doing his thing. Hurt, but all right, all right. We're back to not talking about the Yankees, and I think done it's that about, a little bit. I think it's about time we wrap up this Basop. So it is time for the Yankee and the <laughs> Mitre of the week. Oh yeah, who the hell's a Mitre of the week? I don't even know who's been bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have mine, but I'll let you know unless you want me to go first. Yeah, I'll let you go first this time. Let's switch it up. All right, so my Mitre of the week, um, it is actually going to be John Carlos Stanton. Not, I mean, he's been, I don't know, can I give it to Giancarlo? He did just, it's hard to give it to him after he hits two home runs off of Dallas Keuchel. Right, like, I, I had thought about Stanton myself, but then he just hit two home runs off of Dallas Keuchel, so. All right, you know what? I forgive him for everything else. Exactly, he's actually scored runs off of Dallas Keuchel, so you know what, Giancarlo, that, that uh, bought you some, that bought you some time right there, so, unfortunately, and it is with a heavy heart that I will give it to Brett Gardner who I, I believe had him as my Yankee of the Week last week, but Brett Gardner since then has not had a good week. He has had a miserable, miserable road trip. Yeah, it's been not great, and his like batting average over the last like 10 days has dropped like from like 260, which is a very respectable batting average, to like 204. Which is not respectable. <laughs> it is not. And he's, Dude, not, he's not getting on base much, which is what he has to do, so... It's weird. like he he actually is getting on base. I mean, overall, I was looking at his overall numbers. I don't know about like during this recent stretch, but overall, he's his on base percentage is still decent. It's just he is not hitting at all. No, no, he's not. So stop your shit, Brett Garner. Exactly. Stop your. I love you, and stop your shit, and stop sliding into first base. We've talked about that. Yes. Stop it. All right. So now, who is your Mitre of the week? So I'm going to throw a little curveball this time around, and I'll, you'll see why it's a curveball in a few minutes, but my Mitre of the week is, once again, Sonny Gray. Yeah. Okay. Now, Son, Sonny Gray had a great outing against the Astros, but then after that, I did not appreciate his whole, basically, they're giving him Austin Romine as a personal catcher, after which the- kind of... Which, which, fine, yeah, he did pitch better with Austin Romine, but are we really going to blame Gary Sanchez for you sucking ass? Because that's essentially what it comes down to. Yeah, I... I don't appreciate that. I mean, 
look, I mean, bottom line is you can't have – I get that you can't have Gary Sanchez catch every single day because, you know – No, no, that's healthy. fine. No, I and I, I absolutely see where you're coming from here. I also don't truly believe in personal catchers, but you know what? They need to figure out something with him. So if on if pitching to Austin Romine actually makes him feel a bit better and a bit more confident – fine for right now but i mean don't i would look at it this way like don't play it like you're gonna get him every single time you pitch because that, yeah that can't and be a so, thing that happens because you again you're putting austin romine's bat in the lineup every yeah more often than you need to which means you're taking you're either taking out gary sanchez's bat or you're dh'ing him or just numerous possibilities which again you're really just putting austin romine's bat in the lineup and I, I will give him a little bit of credit for not just flat out saying like, oh, you know, I like pitching to Romine better than Gary. Like he didn't, like, Gray didn't throw Gary under the bus at all. He was just very complimentary of Austin. And I think one of the biggest takeaways that like from his exact quotes were like in between innings, like Austin communicates a lot with him. So I think that's just maybe something for like Gary to kind of maybe sit in on when they're doing that and just like listen to the things that like they're talking about and kind of try and be a part of that and develop that same rapport with Sonny Gray because, you know, eventually you're not going to have Austin Romine there all the time. So you got to figure it out with Gary Sanchez because he is the Yankees catcher. Yes, exactly. And I will give, I I will give Aaron Boone credit for like, he's basically said like, yeah, we're going to have Romine catch Gray, but that he's like, but he didn't make it seem like, you know, it's a permanent thing or it's like a personal catcher situation. He was basically like, you know, yeah, we're we're gonna try and have Romine catch Gray when it calls for it, and you know, probably have it, you know, do that for right now until we get to a point where it doesn't matter. But for the like, you know, it's not like this isn't a long term solution, so they're gonna need to kind of figure it out. Which so I was like, as long as you're going into this knowing that like Gray has to learn how to pitch to Gary Sanchez, I'm fine with it right now. But I'm still not loving the idea. Fair enough. Good, solid betray of the week. Bravo. Thank you. So do. You- do I go first for Yankee of the Week, or do you still go first? Oh, I could go first. I have my Yankee of the Week. Okay, shoot. So here's the curveball. My Yankee of the Week is also Sonny Gray. Uh, whoa. Just for that one <laughs> because, game, huh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I liked a lot of what I saw there. He was very aggressive, and he took what is possibly the best offense in the majors, maybe second best, or you know, some top three or top two or whatever you want to call it. And held them to two runs over six innings. If Sonny Gray can do that to the Astros, do more of that. And if that's that's what I was saying, if it comes back down to like Austin Romine made you pitch well against the Astros and he'll get, get keep you pitching well, that's fine. But I like that he was very aggressive. You know, he was throwing strikes. He was getting ahead of the count and just not dealing like, you know, he didn't pitch like nine shutout innings or anything like that, but he was dealing more than I've I've seen at all this year. So I was very impressed with Sonny Gray. Yeah, no no nibbling, just attack, you know, go for it. You know, that's what he you has have to, to stop. do. Yeah, it's like don't stop trying to, you know, just paint the corners or whatever. You're not doing that so well. So you just need to figure something else out. And he did, again, again against the hottest you know, one of the best lineups in the majors against the Astros. So that's what you need to do. So this is, this is a very poetic Mitre, Yankee and Mitre of the Week. Yeah, I was kind of happy with it. All right. <laughs> well, my, what about you? Oh, my Yankee of the Week is Glaber Torres because 
Yeah. Glaber good. Uh, Glaber very good. Yes. I there was a play he made. Um, one, I, think, I think it was against the Astros where he made almost like a Cano-like play, you know, grabbing the ball and throwing it to first base, and it was oh, you beautiful. Mean he was lazy, huh? You mean he was lazy? Yes, exactly. Bingo, Shaw. You figured me out. <laughs> but yeah, no, he he made it look like really easy. Like his arm strength is right there. His range is solid. Like he has very good range, and you combine that with uh, Didi's range at shortstop, you know, you hope a lot of balls aren't going through the the hole. So again, and he's hitting. He's hitting like he's supposed to hit. Like you know, nothing. Yeah, he's not, he doesn't look overwhelmed, overmatched, or anything like that. Exactly, nothing. You know, nothing fancy. Nothing. You know, like he's gonna just hit all the dingers or whatever. You know, they have plenty of other people who are gonna do that, and he'll probably hit some dingers now and then. But he just looks, as of right now, like an overall solid pure hitter and it is a pleasure to watch and it's like i'm so excited for what he could do for the rest of the year and like they, like they said like he's not you know he's not a temporary call-up he's here to stay so no yeah and he, the only thing was if he was just like stinking the place up but if he's doing this he's not going anywhere he's the yankee second baseman exactly and i'm very happy about it exactly so i mean what more can you say besides glaber good Labor very good. I know. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> this, I, like, we're, we're really like, you know, with the end of April, like with the, you know, the nine game winning streak, uh, Gary hitting that bomb off of Ken Giles. We are really, I think we're just really seeing what this Yankee team is capable of, and it is both exciting and just like scary, like what this lineup can do, and the pitching is coming. Like their bullpen is, you know, seemingly settled down from the beginning of the month. Uh, Sabathia looks really good. Severino looks solid. Tanaka looks great. You know, unfortunately Montgomery's down, but like if Sonny Gray can figure it out. But even you know, even if he has his rough starts, you still have, you know, Severino, Tanaka, and Sabathia holding the holding the down, know, holding the line. So you have three solid pitchers right there, and your bullpen is fantastic. So. It's and the offense is just incredible. So you're, they're they're winning in multiple types of ways. They're winning close games. They're winning blowouts. They're doing the comeback victories, you know. So you're seeing everything you want to see from this team right now, and it's it's a pleasure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um Coley Harvey of ESPN actually wrote something very along those lines that like these are the Yankees we expected in the off season, and they're finally coming around and showing you why we were talking about them so much. And to your point, they're winning in so many different ways. Like their pitching is winning them games. Their offense, it's like a different guy every night. Like it's Aaron Judge hitting a home run to get the offense, like wake the offense up. It's Miguel Andujar hitting nothing but doubles. It's Glaber Torres just providing solid uh, at bats and like towards the bottom of the lineup. It's Gary Sanchez just hitting walk off home runs or not ninth inning home runs. And you know, it's everything coming together and, that's why we were excited about this, these Yankees coming into the season, and that's why we're going to be excited for the rest of the season. These Yankees are good, man, and they're scary. Yeah, still need to you know work on the defense a bit, no lie, but you know that's something you can work on. You know that's something that yeah. will be there. You know, like again, like when people complained about Gary Sanchez in the past balls, I'm like he can work on that, and he has worked on that, and you can see like that again that uh seventh inning with Dellen Batances, um on 
in uh, Tuesday's game against the Astros, you could clearly see like how many balls Gary Sanchez blocked or you know all the cross up and stuff that he got. So, you know that's that's what you want to see, and right. and he's and doing that. So, no, yeah, definitely, and I I think the defense will come around. Like, like yeah, they're not perfect, but you know they'll work on it. The more reps they get, it'll be there. And yeah, you definitely see Gary Sanchez's defense improved. And anybody who's still talking about Gary Sanchez being a bad defender or a poor defender can just go shut the f- up. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> I don't even know. That I, am, I am not here for your terrible Gary Sanchez takes. Wow. All right. I just want to point this out before we uh, wrap this uh, sop up. I love how uh, Severino just walked. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez then literally just threw three strikes and called strikes for Max uh, Max Stasi and struck him out on three pitches. I'm like, all right, sorry, I yep. want somebody. Throw strike, 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 <laughs> you're out. Right, don't do that. Let me let me see what else they can do. Do boom. <laughs> but yeah, no, this Sevy's dealing tonight. Yeah, this team looks. They, the Astros only have one hit. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Sevy's dealing tonight. I know. What a pleasure. Oh, all right. So that about wraps it up for this PASOP. I, I will just give a quick uh, special shout-out, like not a Yankee of the Week, but just a special shout-out to Domingo Herman for coming in and stepping up when the Yankees needed to needed him to after Jordan Montgomery got hurt, and I'm very excited to see what he can do as a starter. Yeah, again, show us what you got. This is, you know, don't throw away your, your shot. This is your time. You know? This is your time, kid. Exactly. Go, go, uh, Domingo, and you know. Go Sundays. And go, and go, Pasop. So, you know, you can always like us and subscribe to us on iTunes. Have a comment for us. Leave it there. Leave it on, you know, the Pasop blog post we post on Pinstripe Alley. You can follow us at Pinstripe Alley. You can follow me at I'm Not an HR Hitter. Uh, Shaw, where can they follow you today? You know, it's been a really good week in Yankee Land. I don't. I'm not on Twitter this week. All right, so we're going with just hashtag Twitterless Cudge. <laughs> Twitterless Cudge, yes. <laughs> Creator of many a Yankee um, or a Pinstripe Alley uh, GIF and or Photoshop. So thank you, thank you, Twitterless Cudge. Oh, I do what I can. All right, so yeah, always feel free. You can listen to the RSS feed. Have any comments, or questions? Feel free to you know talk to us. We're here for you. We're here for you, Pasapis. You can at me at hashtag Twitter uh, Twitterless Cunch. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but do it anyway. Let's see. Let's see if it let's see if it works, people. Actually, I think they could, and you know, I would see that if I you know searched for hashtag Twitterless Cunch. So yeah, so do it, do it, people. All right. So for hashtag Twitterless Cunch and Greg Kirkland, well, not for Greg Kirkland. I, <laughs> I am like Greg one of them. <laughs> I mean, for me, yeah. I mean, do it for me too, but. You know, on behalf of me, yeah, on behalf of me, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basop. And I, it's really hard not to say go Yankees right now, but go Yankees. Go Yankees. Go baseball. Labor good. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See ya.